Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking about week one action Sunday games. Jeff, finally the first Sunday. I mean, I don't know about you, but that was quite excited about getting to talk about actual football for once. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And boy, did we, I mean, in some cases we learned a lot and in some cases we'll have to wait until week two because yeah. uh, a lot went down in week one. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we we found out a few things, but then, man, there's a lot of disappointments today. I think I have a list here, a lot more disappointments on my list than I do guys that actually stood out this week. That's for sure. There's, uh, It was just very I mean, disappointing all around. And uh, we should actually let's start it out with the injuries. We'll just get right into it. Talk about injuries we got going here. Because there's some big, a couple big ones here, mainly David Johnson and Allen Robinson. But might as well talk about Allen Robinson first because he's the one who's obviously the the bigger injury, and it's going to be a torn ACL, and he's out for the year. So that is quite disappointing for anybody that invested in him, thinking that you know he's going to have a bounce back year and be up towards the top. So I mean, really, do you think this does anything for the rest of the Jaguars? Like, can you? Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee, what do you think? Does this do I mean, anything for that? Uh, I don't. It's, it's really tough to tell because it was such a lopsided win by the Jaguars. Um, I honestly, I mean, yeah, okay. Like, you know, I think it helps Marquise Lee out a little bit. But honestly, that passing offense was kind of, they just really didn't need to do it. I know that defense, you know, kind of took care of everything, but they're going to lean heavily on the run. So oh, I th- that, that wide receiving crew, I, I don't think they're going to be used near as much as everyone thought, and especially with Allen Robinson gone. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these these guys are fine. Lee Hearns, you know, I think they're filling out with Ar- uh, Aurelius Ben and, and Cole. But Allen Robinson was far, far much more talented than these guys are. So without him, I, I don't see any reason why you would do anything, you know, than what you did today, which was hand the ball off to Fournette a lot. And just let yep. him pound it out and then let your defense keep you in the game. Yeah, they showed right away that it was just going to be Fournette. He had 20 touches in the first half. It was just ridiculous. So and that that's what they're going to do. That was the one positive thing that came out today. There was a few people that we figured out were legit, right? And Fournette is probably number one on that list where he's living up to expectation He's got the role with the Jaguars. They're going to give it to him a lot. There's really nothing in his way besides for the possibility of injury. Yep. That if he stays healthy, this guy will be a fantasy producer. He looks like a, a guaranteed top ten running back. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna run the ball and play defense. They're not gonna they're not gonna give Blake Bortles a chance to lose the game for them. Because I mean, they won twenty nine seven, and Bortles wasn't any good. He was eleven for twenty one for one hundred twenty five yards. You know, he didn't do anything. Their leading receiver was Hearns for three for 42. <laughs> it's just, man, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very ugly. So if anybody does want to pick up these guys, I mean, this was a basically an entire game without Allen Robinson and nobody caught any balls. So <laughs> I, I think they're just going to run the ball with Fournette as much as they possibly can and before he breaks down. So <laughs> that's the only going to be worry. Yeah, is injury risk. If he keeps playing that much, getting that many carries, that many touches, that's about it. What about David Johnson here? Pretty big news there. Yeah, and this one's heartbreaking. Because obviously, I mean, how, how much me and Craig talked about this guy. Um, first of all, him and Bell, 
Both of them struggled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for our number crazy. one and two players. I was kind of laughing because I played both of them today. Um, and so I got lucky. But David Johnson, right now they're talking about how he could miss the next few weeks, how he possibly could miss the first half of the season. And first of all, which is huge news for uh, obviously any fantasy football fan because you don't want to miss your number one guy that long. And on the other hand, I mean, Cardinals, I mean, <laughs> Palmer didn't look that sharp. Without David Johnson, I, I feel like their offense is just going in the opposite direction of anything you wanted to see, especially in week one. I mean, is there anyone on that offense that you, you took a look at and, and you want to actually put on your radar now? No, not at all. I mean, I'm really, I like John Brown this year, but I am really worried about that because they it kind of feels to me like Carson Palmer's done. You know what I mean? Like you kind of can, you feel that in a way, don't you? Like, he's, oh, without a doubt. I mean, he struggled I, really, really mightily. And what do you have? Three interceptions against yeah, three Alliance picks. secondary, Alliance secondary. That's nothing special. Right. I mean, so, and, and on top of that, you have an aging Fitzgerald. Uh, if you don't have David Johnson to really scare people, which he could do it all. Um, John Brown and, and Nelson both had a, a bad drop in the game. I don't know. And then, you know, obviously David Johnson, if he is out for half the season, I mean, Kerwin Williams and Andre Ellington are behind him. Do you like either of these guys to help fill in the role? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, Williams <laughs> came in and got five carries for 10 yards. He, he did get the touchdown, but I, I don't mean, I don't know. I think David Johnson's that entire offense. If they don't have him, I just don't, I think it's going to be a rough season. I mean, he will be back. So things, you know, he's, this isn't a, year-end injury and who knows he might be back in a couple weeks but even even if he is back I just don't know if this offense can get it done with Palmer right now it I I don't know I thought I thought he had more left in him but maybe last year was just the sign of things to come I mean three picks against this Lions team we weren't expecting much from them especially I mean not their defense at all so and it's rough it is and you know once again you, you Tom Brady kind of, you know, I don't, he didn't look like he struggled, but at the same time, week one is a hard kind of range. And if I'm being honest about the kind of uh, roles in general, QB across the board did not impress me this week. I mean, I I feel like there was no one that really stepped up and looked good besides for, I mean, I'll take that back. I think Stafford is a legit guy that should be on people's radar now, especially how mightily that, you know, that running game actually like, it just couldn't get anything going. So they're no, going to have to throw the ball. So yep. I, I think he's a good pickup. But And then Alex Smith. But I think I think he's probably a, a hit and miss guy anyway. So, I mean, other than that, I mean. I mean, really, I mean, Carson Wentz, at least he showed me some signs that he could be a good player. I did like that's that. A, that's a good point. That is very, that's very true. He actually impressed me quite a bit. Yep. And then even even Jared Goff, honestly, he wasn't, he's not, he wasn't terrible. He's actually looks like he can be an NFL quarterback. So. That was just good to see. It's not like he's in a fantasy option yet, but it lo- it was good to see that he can actually play a little bit. He was twenty nine for or twenty one for twenty nine for three oh six and a touchdown. So that was good to see. Yeah. I mean, once again, yeah, was, I don't I don't have any interest in putting him on any of my no, rosters, but nope. maybe he just won't be so terrible. Where you know, I mean, and you look at the guys that kind of uh, benefit from that. You know, that gives Watkins a little bit of hope. I, I figure. You know, this is kind of what I've expected. You know, even for a guy that talented, he's going to get you 56 yards or whatever he got today. Um, uh, what about, I mean, jumping right off of that, talking about the Rams, you know, what about Gurley and what about Cooper Cup? I think Cooper Cup's going to be solid yet. And I think the passing offense all around is going to be better than people expect. I mean, actually, in 
It could have even been better today. It's just they didn't need to throw the ball towards the end there. After they got that huge lead with that, their defense, they didn't need to throw the ball very much. So I think, what, Watkins uh, had five catches. Cooper Cup had the five catches, I believe, two right around there. So they didn't really need to do much more. So I think this offense could be a lot better. But the running game, Gurley, he's not going anywhere. He can't, he can't look, get it. It, it looks poor again. It did. It, it's weird because we had 19 carries for 40 yards. He made up for it with the 56 receiving yards and he had the touchdown. So I think he's going to be fantasy. Vi- he's still going to, you know, going to be a viable fantasy option, be a good fantasy option, but they just can't get the run game going. It's weird. I mean, it's just, I mean, come on. He didn't, I mean, that's, it was too brutal to watch. I mean, he, what are you averaging like two yards a carry? Yeah. I mean, that, I don't think he looked not, bad. No, I, I, and I don't really blame Gurley in this situation yeah. still. I mean, I don't know how many times I can say that and lean on what I've seen his rookie year, but I, I, I truly don't blame him. I just, that, I just don't think they fixed the issue with the line and the, you know, everyone said the play calling was going to be different and help him get open. If, well, if week one is any indication, this is going to be a grind out season again. And, and, you know, this poor guy is going to take a whole lot of punishment. Yeah, it's just that's it is tough like that. I think he's still going to be decent enough for you. But I don't know, maybe there maybe teams are going to not be able to stack the box as much against them anymore. If Goff can prove that he can, you know, make them pay if they do do that. So maybe that's what we can see going forward, possibly. But also from that game. The Colts are going to be hurting for a long until Andrew Luck comes back. That's for sure. Oh they need gosh. Luck <laughs> yeah. back I, now. That was oh, that was. I, I feel bad for Tolzien. He is just not ready for that level of competition. Yeah. And, and I would you know, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, Brissett starts next week. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. I mean, that's how bad it is. I don't. I don't know if it's going to matter who's in there. I don't think they have another QB on the roster. And, you know, and that hurts, you know, Gore, I think he still ripped off about four yards of carry. I mean, but it's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt, obviously, the wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton is hurt. You know, Moncrief had one catch for like 50 yards. He had one deep pass. But, you know. Brissett just bombed it to him. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, you know, these guys are just, (laughs) these guys are just going to be running around with no balls coming to them. (laughs) So, it's really Uh unfortunate. All right, the other two major injuries we talk about, Kevin White out for the year, broken collarbone. That guy just can't catch a break. <laughs> it's just like a break. He breaks a lot of things. But yeah, That's, that's got to be a wrap on his career, don't you think? I, man, it's it's really tough. That's three seasons now, season-ending injuries. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know yeah. if you come back from that. And he was already dealing with you know confidence issues. Uh, I just nope. don't see any way you can come back from that. I, I really don't. And then Danny Woodhead, hamstring problems again. More the same for Danny Woodhead. That's kind of worrisome too. And I, I don't know he's thirty-two year old running back. I mean, I guess this should be expected. I know this one is really kind of breaks my heart a little bit too. I don't know exactly you know what this means for him going forward. If he's going to miss a week, if he's going to gut it out. Um, yep. I haven't really heard yet. I don't know if you have any more insight. No, on that no, one. no, there hasn't been really any new new news yet since the, since he got left the game. So. Just kind of waiting and seeing on this, and I mean, but he, I mean, he was being used when he was playing, though. Yeah. And I, I, it was kind of exciting to see, and then you know, immediately, yep. yeah. And then, well, they just wanted to run the ball, and they, I mean, they shut out the Bengals twenty nothing. Flacco only completed nine passes for one hundred twenty one <laughs> yards. It was that's it. It was Terrence West ran the ball nineteen times for eighty yards, and Buck Allen ran it twenty one times for seventy one yards. I, mean, I talked about Buck Allen a lot on this show the last couple of weeks. I just had a feeling he'd get some kind of role, but yeah, 21 for 71 isn't too great. <laughs> but 
No, but I mean, if, if Woodhead is, you know, if he has a yeah. lengthy injury or if he's going to be, you know, Buck Allen's going to get a lot of carries. So he, he'll be playable. I don't know. Worthwhile maybe to stash on your bench because he's yeah. still out there. Probably. Terrence oh, West yeah. obviously is, you know, already taken, but he didn't That's, look. I mean, none of them he, looked that great. That's the he thing. never looks great, but he turned, he got 80 yards in a touchdown. If he does that, he doesn't need to look great. He doesn't need to be a very good player, but if they can just do that. Exactly. You can play him. But what about the other side of that? The Bengals. Ah, Andy Dalton. Dude, Dalton was terrible. There's been a lot of talk about how Andy Dalton was going to return to these great numbers. And I'm not saying he can't because I feel like, once again, week one, you don't know. We don't know. He just looked bad. I mean, three interceptions right off the bat. And I mean, you had all, you know, you didn't have Jen Brown, but other than that, you had all your weapons there at your disposal. And this guy was just, you know, misfiring. I worry about AJ Green for the year. If this is the truth, I can't, I can't believe though Andy Dalton's going to be this bad. I mean, we've seen him be better than this. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but he's, he's just, a, he should be a middle of the road guy. This wasn't middle of the road. This was no, just I mean, brutal. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it was three interceptions to start with. I mean, I wasn't even talking about the other interception he threw or yeah. the fumble. So, I mean, the, yeah. the guy turned the ball over five times. I mean, it's crazy. It was mind blowingly bad. But then, it, uh, once again, I, I think, I think he can get back on track. I think this is kind of a, probably an outlier for him, but you know, it, it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that he's going to suddenly become the best version of himself. And I mean, like, you're kind of just hoping he comes back to being like kind of middle of the road, Andy Dalton. <laughs> yep. Well, and then Joe Mixon, one of the disappointments for today, eight carries, nine yards. That's it. I mean, and I, and I mean, I, it's not the, I told you so speech quite yet because I think Mixon will, but he needs time. Right. I mean, I think it was yep. very unf- like kind of a, I don't want to say unfair, but to have in your head that he's going to step in and be the primary back right away and score all these points. I mean, he wasn't, the starter on the, you know, the depth chart, you know, he has a lot of other weapons. So, you know, give it time. Mixon will probably be pretty good, um, but it's going to take him a few weeks to, first of all, for the Bengals to get their act together and then for him to finally get into kind of the groove of things. And, you know, with Jeremy Hill there, that was the big worry, right? And rightfully so. If he continues to take carries, and especially in the red zone, if they ever make it there, (laughs) then, you know, and Mixon's going to have a, a tough road ahead of him for the next five games or so. Yep, that's. Uh, was, I think I think he's I, he's better than Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill didn't show anything at all. He's no oh. good. So yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with that point at all because I mean he just is. He's more talented. But all right, let's talk about some of the other stars of the week. How about Antonio Brown? Eleven catches, 182 yards. Just Jeez, keeps doing that every time, every week. This guy's going to be amazing. He is. He is incredible. I mean, he's just so good. It's fun to watch. Yeah, there's not much else to say about him other than he's going to do it every week. He's going to be great every week. But how about then the disappointment side, Martavis Bryant? Only yeah. two catches for 14 yards. That I mean, that really is disappointing. Don't, I don't even know what to say about that one. I, I well, guess this maybe is, he's a, is he a hit and miss? I mean, was he just left he out of the offense? Or? No, that's that's what Martavis Bryant's been. In the, that's what I've, I kind of thought he would be in a way sometimes. But I kind of I talked myself into it as the season went on, as a, you know, Preseason went on thinking, no, you know what? He's really going to be something, but yeah, he's going to have great weeks, but he's going to have these weeks too. I think that's the problem. And it's I mean, it's first week, but again, is it the, the offense didn't look as good and they were on the road. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but <laughs> Pittsburgh on the road for some reason, Roethlisberger was okay, but the team just isn't the same. It feels like, you know, 
Le'Veon said- Bell, he did, he did nothing. Yeah, I think that's the biggest – that's kind of the big telling aspect of it when Le'Veon Bell is not on. Like, the offense does run through him, you know, nowadays. Um, I, I think they just looked a little rusty. Everyone but Antonio Brown, who played magnificent. But, you know, no one else really did anything. So I, I'm kind of giving this one a pass as well. I think Bryant will kind of get back on track, but I, I don't think he's going to be a – you know, he's going to be – sometimes he'll be a number one wide receiver and sometimes he'll do this and, you know, he, you shouldn't even play him. But you're not going to know. You're going to have to put him in your lineup and just take the good with the bad. Yep, and that's yeah, that's what's going to happen with him. How about Tariq Cohen, Jeff? My guy, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, he's going to take mean, over for Jordan Howard. All right, I'll, I can admit this one. <laughs> I didn't think this would come into play so quickly. But, I mean, he looked really, really good today. And I, I, did. I don't think that Howard looked bad necessarily, but Cohen is a different player and is someone they desperately need. He's much more of a playmaker. Um, you know, he got loose and he, he looked good for a, a run and he had that nice catch for the touchdown. And I wouldn't worry near as much if it wasn't for Howard's damn drop at the end of the game. <laughs> so Yo. he has a potential winning catch and he, he just stone hands it completely, messes it up. And now, you know, that's all he's going to hear about guaranteed for the next week. So. You know, if he was already bad at catching the ball, which he is, I mean, it's only going to become more and more of a confidence issue and it will give, you know, Cohen the ability to slip in there and take more and more reps away from him. I mean, you know, Howard will still be there in the goal line, but how good is that Chicago offense? I, I, I think Howard is fine, but he definitely took a hit today. I mean, there's no doubt about it. My my take on Howard last week doesn't seem as bad anymore. He's not losing his job, yes. But I think Cohen's just going to take some work away. But Cohen's not, he only had five carries. So he's not going to be eating away at Howard's carries very much. It's going to be he's going to be the pass catcher. He had 12 targets. That's what he's going to do. So people are he's probably going to be I, I have a feeling he's going to be like the number one waiver pickup this week. I think people need to temper their expectations a little bit. I mean, especially if you're in standard leagues, he's going to be good, but not quite as value, valuable. PPR, he'll be very valuable. You know, it's that's. I think he's going to be one of those players that's so much more valuable in PPR than standard. Because, I mean, without the touchdown this week, he still had a good game, but he, he's. it's going to be tough for him to have. He's going to be a guy who has some bad weeks too, probably. You know, because Howard's not going away. Howard's going to get the majority of the work. Yeah, without a temper, yeah, temper expectations a little bit. He'll be good, but he's not going to be this player you need to put in your lineup every week. I think. I think I'd be a little hesitant on it. All right, what about Kenny Galladay? Hold on. What, actually, I do want to <laughs> just put you on more? the spot for a second. Yeah, yeah. Tariq Cohen is going to be a big waiver pickup, obviously, yeah. and I know we'll talk about this more come Monday. But right now, is he? I mean, first of all, is he your number one waiver pickup that you've seen so far? I think he is, you know, we'll have that episode, what, the next day on the Tuesday episode, but he's probably there, you know, doing my first glance. He's there with like Kenny Galladay, probably. He probably has to be. I mean, Kerwin Williams, depending on the David Johnson injury, but Kerwin Williams isn't going to be a season changer because David Johnson's going to be coming back. Tariq Cohen should have value the whole season, so I think he probably has to be the top guy. And- I mean... And if you are, this is really interesting. And I know we'll probably, you know, temper your, uh, your response to this one. But if you are doing a, uh, you know, draft dollar type of, you know, pickup for waivers, (laughs) if you have, you know, a hundred, say a hundred dollars, how much of that are you willing to put on someone like Cohen? 
See, it's I'm not going to be as much as other people, so I'm not going to get them because I would only probably go in a out of a hundred dollar budget. I can see myself going around the twenty range, something like that. You know, I see I can see people going well, well above that. I just don't think that's worth it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to do it, but I'm not ready to go big on him. But I, I mean, if you're you're going to have to get twenty percent, yeah, because someone's going to go. Someone's going to get him this week. So that's one of those situations. Do you want to take the risk on him or not? Yeah, see, I, I, I'm, I know I'm not going to be the one getting him. I'd like to have him on my team. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I just, I, I mean, if Jordan Howard had gone down, yeah, he's going to be great there. But can he, if Jordan Howard went down, can you ever do you see a situation where Cohen can be the every down back? Or they're just going to have to switch their offense up a little bit. I don't think he could be that guy. He's only, yeah. what, five, six? Yeah, Small I think guy. it would still be a change of pace back. I think it would get the majority of the carries, but I, I think they would just change up how they play call or you know play calling, and they would have to get someone else in there as well to kind of be a bigger back because I don't think he fills the role you would need, especially around the goal line. Yep. All right, what about Kenny Galladay here? We've talked I mean, about him a few yeah, times. <laughs> he was my deep sleeper in preseason, and the guy just keeps on proving me right, if you will. I mean, I, I'm waiting for it to just fall off completely, right? Because, I mean, he is the third wide receiver on Detroit, but – he not only did he was he in you know uh, the the scheme of things play calling it looks like he has a good rapport with Stafford already but when they called on him to make big plays I mean that's what he did I mean he made a, a diving catch for that touchdown and then he you know uh, a, pretty much a fade into the back of the end zone so um, my you know what I had hoped for him being that that red zone option for them being a tall wide receiver he looks like he has no issue transitioning to the NFL game. So I'm, I'm really high on him. I, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's definitely going to have up and down game being the wide receiver three, but um, he, this guy has got uh, a lot of talent. And I think, you know, especially if there's a keeper league, if you're, if you're strapped for keepers, I think this guy is someone to really look for. And um, if he's still on waivers, I would definitely pick him up. Yeah. He's going to be a touchdown. He's going to get touchdowns all year. I mean, I can easily see him end in the year with at least 10 touchdowns. His catches aren't going to be great. I don't see him getting beyond maybe the 60 catch range probably for the season. That's probably, I feel like his, you know, his limit, but I can easily see 10 touchdowns. That's, I mean, golden Tate's going to eat up all the catches there. He had 10 catches again today off 12 targets. So he's going to get all the catches, but I mean, it's going to be Galladay in the end zone, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tate is going to be the PPR darling and it's nice to see him get off to a quicker start than he did last year. And um, yep. I mean, Marvin Jones, I, Really, everyone on that passing offense really did well for Lions today. So it'll except be, Ebron. Except, yeah, once again. So this one is mean, really interesting to kind of look for because, I mean, Marvin Jones caught a touchdown even though he only had like two catches. Tate was uh, caught 10 balls, which is great. And then Galladay really was the one that kind of stood out with his big playability. Um, I mean, man, I mean, <laughs> you can't really ask for much more out of a, a throwing offense. No, I and I think I really think Galladay, he, his role is going to take away from anything Ebron could have done. I think in a way, he's becoming that guy who's going to catch the passes in the end zone, which I thought Ebron could have been. And I'm really am down on Ebron at this point. <laughs> yeah, I've completely soured, especially and you know unless you want to come back to the Lions one more. But um, a tight end that once again impressed me, even though he didn't get a whole lot of receptions, was <laughs> awesome, you know Hooper. Um, hey, he's for- my next guy on the list, actually. So okay. perfect. For the Falcons, I mean, uh, he didn't get a whole lot of balls thrown his way, but he only had two two targets. (laughs) When he got them, oh my gosh! I mean, that is a big man that can move. So uh, he's another one that you're you're hoping they 
keep giving him the ball, keep, you know, involving him more and more, and he will definitely pay dividends. That's only going to be, that's the only thing holding him back is there's so many weapons. Yeah. Are they going to write him into the script? And I, to yeah, be that, honest, I don't know yet. That 88 yard touchdown he had. Yeah. It was like a broken coverage thing. So he's wide open, but that wasn't it. Like his stiff arm of that guy getting to the end zone, getting somehow breaking that tackle, getting there. That was ridiculous. Like that is impressive. That's a guy who can play. They're going to find more ways to get him the ball. I mean, how many times though do you see a tight end that is like the big play guy? That's just an odd thing. Two catches for 128, both 40 yards and 88 yard touchdown. That's just, <laughs> you don't usually see that. But then again, the, the offense, Atlanta's offense wasn't as, that was kind of a disappointment there playing against the Bears and didn't do much of anything. I know. Julio I mean, I only had four for 66. I can't believe the Bears actually brought it down to, I mean, you know, at the last second play, they could have won the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, and that, I guess that's the big thing, right? The the OC changed, so everyone was wondering, is it going to be the same? Is Matt Ryan going to take that step back? Um, and right now it's looking like, you know, a bit. I, I think that, once again, I think this is one of those teams that would get back on track a bit. But um, once again, Freeman did not Week hurt. One. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Julio, yeah, he had 66 yards, but that's going to happen every once in a while. I'm, I'm that not happens to Julio. <laughs> But yeah, Austin yeah, he, looked looked really, really good. And you know, going back to the the broken coverage, I know people will say that, but at the same time, like that that's going to happen in the Atlanta's offense because yeah. I mean, you have Julio and you have you know, I mean, I could name off every single person. It's very difficult to guard that team, so he is going to find himself open. Like he's not going to become the number one guy they're keying on all of a sudden. Like he's going to have kind of free reign in in the you know middle of the field for I don't know first half of the season at least. Uh, another tight end. How about Jesse James from Steelers? Two touchdowns. He didn't do. He had six catches, forty yards. But it, is he? Maybe he's actually going to be a red zone threat here. Two I, touchdowns. That's something to watch yeah. going forward. I was going to say I would like to hear your your take on him because mine is the same thing. I mean, mine was wait and watch. I think this might have been a more yeah. of a flash in the pan thing yep. since Bell wasn't doing as well, and you know Brian yeah, kind of disappointed. I'm not. I'm not going to be picking him up or anything this week. But it's somebody that's going to. I got to keep him my radar just to see if he does it again next week, does something, catches another touchdown, you know, it might be start to become a thing. So you just, it's something to watch. Yeah. It's definitely a watch, not a pickup yet for me, but it's, you know, I'd still go Hooper over James. Probably. I think Hooper has more potential to be a, you know, a really, really good tight end. James is going to be, it seems more situational to me, but I'm just going to watch it, but still it's a good two touchdowns big for him. Yeah, it was and it was it was good to see. Also, we have I just quickly Lashawn McCoy. I don't have to talk much about him because this is just normal for him. 110 rushing yards, 49 receiving yards, another great game. But he gets vultured on the in the goal line again. And Mike Fulbert put the, the the touchdown in. That seemed to happen a lot to him last year with Gillisley. So now it's gonna be Fulbert. But that's yeah. that's yeah. the life of a McCoy owner. He exactly. gets to, gets to the one, and then you don't get the touchdown. It's kind of disappointing. I, I tell you though, I mean, I would be surprised if if Tolbert vultured as many as uh, Gillis Lee did last year. I mean, it was yep. ridiculous. What he had like eight touchdowns and in really yeah, limited play. Like so you know, I, once again, this is why you you draft McCoy though. I mean, I, I feel at least I feel really validated about that because the guy is just consistent, and he's I mean, he's just a wonderful player. All right, I only got let's see, I got two more guys on my stars list for today. I'm probably missing a few, but they're both. Eagles re- or Eagles receivers, pass catchers, Zach Ertz, eight catches, 93 yards, just a solid game. I've been talking him up, so I just wanted to bring him up. Yeah, I think that's what he's going to do most of the year is just catch, you know, a good amount of passes and 
get some yards. I don't know what the, if the touchdowns will be there or not, but I think he's going to be solid. And then even Nelson Aguilar, six catches, 86 yards and a touchdown, you know, showing that he can maybe have some value. Again, that's another guy that I'm not picking up this week or next, you know, see what he does, watch him on the waivers. It could just be a one week thing, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not buying into that one quite yet. Um, what did you think? I think uh, my big question, I feel like on this offense, first of all, Blunt got into the end zone by catching it. Yep. So, you know, well, yeah, it's health, health froze over, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but the other thing besides for Blount and, you know, seeing Wentz actually, you know, perform pretty well, which was great to see. He is taking that step forward. The, uh, Elshon Jeffrey situation, which I, I don't think he played poorly, but his, his stat line was down from what people were hoping, you know, did you see anything out of him? Are you, is he one of those guys you know, maybe one more week of kind of this kind of production, would you go and try to get him because you think he's actually going to keep improving? Possibly. I have to, I have to see, I didn't watch much of the game. So I don't know exactly how it was worked out. Like was Josh Norman lined up on him a lot. That could have been. Yeah. He, did play, he did play against him quite a bit. And, and I, that, that I, is going to be a factor. Yeah. And I think I, Elshon Jeffrey is the only name on this roster. Really? I mean, you know, who are you going to, you know, Tory Smith and Nelson Aguilar, it, you know, I mean, if those guys beat you, I think good for them. But it looked like, to me at least, that Elshon got a, a lot of um, a lot of attention from the defense. It looked like they were trying to shut him down, and he still did all right. I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of targets, which you know is kind of worrisome. He you know he caught three of his seven, but you know he I mean he was this close to you know really making a, a spectacular grab at, during the game, which would have you know, kind of spiked his stat line and probably wouldn't be talking about him. But then again, yep. you know, it wouldn't give you that uh, ability to go after someone this talented if, if once again, like I said, if, if he doesn't have a phenomenal game in the next week or so. And definitely, it seems like it's definitely LeGarrette Blunt's job over Wendell Smallwood. 14 carries to four carries. There doesn't seem to be any kind of competition there, really. And I Smallwood mean, did nothing with his four carries he had anyway. Yeah, I, that's just going to be one of those things. I think they're just going to pound it out and try to control the clock with the run game and just know that they're not going to get any big plays out of, out of that yeah. group. So I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, Smallwood might be a, a dead end. He's one of those guys that you threw on your bench. I, I hate to say it after week yeah. one, but I'm kind of, I'm already kind of like him out someone else in. Oh, I, I, I'm probably, I have him on my bench actually. And I'm probably, I'm more, I'm dropping him already. I never thought he was a great player to begin with. I just thought there might be a role there and there's, there doesn't seem like there's a role there. So yeah. he's and just, he's going back to the waiver wire. Yeah. Question answered. So, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, pretty much just wait and see to see, wait, what kind of role does he actually have? Okay. Nope. No role. So he's gone. There's, I don't think he's not a good enough player anyway. So yeah, no need for him. All right. Before we move to the disappointments, anybody else that stands out for you that I missed here? I no, I think that covers everyone that kind of stood out to me. All right, except for the defenses, there's a ridiculous amount of defenses that did well this week. <laughs> I know I've gotten burned by by both of them too. I mean, or a couple of them. The, God, I mean, I, I hate getting killed by you know a 27 point defense. I had a 28 point defense actually this week. I picked up the Rams. I feel really good about it. Oh God. <laughs> All right, disappointments. I think we talked a little bit about Andy Dalton already. Don't need to talk about him. Joe Mixon talked about him. Both just terrible disappointments this week. How about Jamison Crowder? Three catches for 14 yards and a fumble. So he ended up with a negative 0.6. <laughs> I, I mean. I know. I, I feel bad for this one. But I'm, once again, I think the Redskins, 
looked out of sorts. I don't think they were really in a good groove. I think that their wide receiving crew is not quite there yet. And on top of that, I mean, Crowder was kind of banged up right before this. So I'm once again, I'm, he's one of those guys I'm giving a pass to. Um, I, I probably wasn't playing him today anyway. But, um, you know, just from hearing, you know, I don't know. There, there was kind of issues with his hip and everything like that. So, it, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt as how poorly he did today. I mean, the negative aspect is really unfortunate. But um, <clears throat> I, I think next week that they're going to look a lot better. Yeah, and Pryor didn't have, I mean, a great game, but he had 11 targets. So, you know, the work's going to be there. He's going to keep being able to catch me. He's going <laughs> to, you know, the, the role is not going away. He's going to get plenty of work. This is probably is the worst it's going to be, I would say, in a way. You know, six catches, 66 yards. If that's the worst it gets, that's not too bad. You can deal with that. Yeah, and I'm a, you know, I'm a big cousin supporter. I have been, and I, I, I'm not worried about this performance, really. I mean, first of all, I mean, there was people that did worse than him. <laughs> but um, That's very I, true. I think, he'll, I think this is a very easy uh, thing to bounce back from. I think this offensive woes that they just went through today, I think is very correctable, which is great. And they have a ton of talent that they haven't even tapped yet. So, and The other one, Rob Kelly didn't do much at all. 10 carries, 30 yards. It's nothing there. Samaze P. Ryan didn't even play, so... I don't know <laughs> what that means. I, I was kind of turning around on Rob Kelly, but hopefully he's more up to this because this just he didn't look good today. So no, yeah, I mean their offense in general really didn't. Yeah, I was hoping it's just a one week thing. Oh, some other guys. Let's talk about Seattle. This was a disappointment for me. Russell Wilson, fourteen of twenty-seven and one hundred and fifty-eight yards and a fumble. And Eddie Lacy, five carries for three yards. I think he only played about seven snaps, something like that. Man, I I knew there's a really good chance that Lacey could disappoint, but I didn't see it coming in that way. <laughs> five for three. I thought maybe maybe like a ten for thirty or something like that. You know, <laughs> five for three. That's just that's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, Chris Carson was clearly the best running back on the team today. He had know, six but- carries for thirty nine yards. This is an undrafted rookie, and he's better than Eddie Lacey. I. I mean, it is very, it is very difficult though when you only get five touches in a game, especially. I mean, he didn't he didn't really play. I mean, he didn't play last year. So, uh, once again, I, I think this is just the the fact that Seattle got off to such a poor start that they abandoned the run game pretty much, um, and they try to do other things. And then, I mean, I, I just don't know how it's possible that Lacey didn't get more than five carries when Rawls wasn't even in the game. Yeah, well, the snap count here. I got the snap count in here. Chris Carson. Let's see, played 27 snaps. Uh, Procise played 15 snaps, and then Lacey took seven. I mean, I mean it, I, I, no one saw that coming. I mean, Chris Carson, yeah, we heard some hype about him coming in, you know, last few weeks, but no one really expected him to out-snap Eddie Lacey by 20 with no injury, it, it, with no rolls there either. Like, I, I didn't see that coming at all. It's just, uh, I'm, Eddie Lacey, I think I'm a... <laughs> Again, we don't want to make snap judgments in week one, but that's a one I think you can almost make. Like, it was a close game too, and he just didn't play. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think this was my worry about Wilson too, because there's no doubt that he's a talented quarterback. But I, I think it's pretty clear that they did not take care of what they needed to as far as addressing that offensive line, and it's affecting the run game terribly, and it's. Uh, obviously affected Russell Wilson as well. So that, I mean, their defense is 
it's very, very good. I mean, that's no joke. We we saw that. But their offense, if they don't turn it around a little bit, I mean, it's not going to matter how good de- your defense is. They're not going to be able to get it done. Yeah, Wilson actually led the team in rushing with 40 yards off only two carries, which were just scrambles. But he showed he could still move, that's for sure. But they're not. there wasn't anything designed for him. What not what not one time because those two were both broken plays, so nothing designed to run for Wilson, which is uh, I don't know maybe I think they need to do more of that because I think that was the offense was most successful when they had you know some design run plays for Wilson out there and let him get out there and you know make stuff happen, but maybe they just can't with this offense line they don't want to get him killed. Yeah, I mean I think that's the worry. Yeah, they're trying to protect their their future quarterback and. You know, it's good to see him be able to scramble and run a little bit because if, you know, if you were banking on him, you know, it, it kind of gives you that that security blanket that, hey, he might get a few extra points. I can probably, you know, keep him on my bench, kind of, you know, feel out how Seattle does, even if you really want to start him uh, against. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I don't know who they play next week, but if it's a if it's a good matchup, you could still try him one more time. But um, I mean, the concerns are very, very real. And I, I think he was just, you know. Not Russell Wilson himself, but the situation Ian, is is in is just not good for any quarterback, let alone him. I mean, well, next week they get to go back home and play San Francisco. So yeah, so see, we'll, we'll give him one more chance. And if he struggles against San Fran, then then you know <laughs> the struggle is real. Yep. All right, some other guys. Let's see, Eric Decker only three catches for ten yards. He had eight targets though. The targets were there, just didn't you know do anything with him. He only had one point, so that's kind of a disappointment there. Thought there'd be a little more, maybe more to that. You know, I don't really, I don't know, eight targets and you don't get, you basically do nothing with them. So, yeah, I, they, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, uh, that is a weird one. I, I wasn't expecting him to kind of struggle. Um, but I mean, Mariota had that great run in the beginning and then I don't think he threw for a touchdown, did he? Mariota, um, he, he had no, no touchdowns except for the run. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, you, you, you once again you take it with a grain of salt because Decker is obviously most useful in the red zone. Uh, the thing that sticks out to me in this game, because I, you know, I try not to read too much into that too, because once again, that that wide receiving crew is really relatively new. Um, but the obviously our the new guy Corey Davis looked pretty good um, yep. coming into his first game, and Richard Matthews actually had a very solid game, which I thought he was going to fall off a little more. So that's interesting to see as well. I mean, and this is all yeah, why, you know, Murray or Henry really didn't, you know, stand out. Yeah, there wasn't not not much there from that, but I mean, we'll see what goes on. They didn't and they didn't it just wasn't a very good game for them. But Oakland is a good team, so we'll see going forward. Maybe they'll have maybe they'll be a little better than that, but that run game needs to get going. Which Yeah, and I, I, I really have no, their team. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. I think they will get it going. I think Oakland is, like you said, is a tough team to open up the season with. And I, once again, I have no doubt that uh, that Murray and Henry, between the two of them, can do some really great things over the year. I, I think this is just kind of, you know, dusting yourself off getting back out there. And I have no doubt the run game will be back on top. When we talked about the Bengals and Dalton earlier, forgot to talk about Tyler Eifert's one catch for four yards. That's just, ugh. I mean, that has to do with how bad that offense was in Dalton. It's hard to say if that's, I think it's just – it was a terrible game for the Bengals. So Eifert did nothing. It's disappointment for him to only get four yards. But yeah, yeah we, we I think they'll be better going forward. Gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I mean, they'll be much better. Yeah. Dolan was so bad today that Eifert didn't really have a shot at it. 
All right. What about the receiving crew for the Carolina Panthers? Calvin Benjamin and Greg Olson, both doing pretty much nothing. Benjamin, one catch for 25 yards. That's, you know, not very good. And Greg Olson, two catches for 18 yards. I mean, again, it's kind of a continuation of last year for Cam Newton. He didn't look very good. I don't think he looked very good today. 14 for 25 for 171 and two touchdowns, but he threw the pick. But here's the problem with Cam Newton. He only had six carries for three yards. And that's what our biggest thing was against him is we didn't think the running would come back. And it doesn't feel like it's coming back. I mean, that's against San Francisco too. I mean, again, they didn't maybe need to, they got, they got the win, but I, if they can, if they can get away from having him run the ball, I think that's what they're going to do. And that brings down his fantasy value quite a bit. Yeah. I couldn't say it any better. I mean, that was perfectly said. I think Cam Newton, you should definitely take a long look at that one. And if you were a supporter of him, you know, try to take emotion out of it because the guy has been, you know, kind of going in the wrong direction as far as fantasy, you know, uh, he's just not that elite guy anymore. Yeah. If that running's not there, it's just, that's what made him such a great option. And just, I don't think it's there. Cause look at, I mean, they're going to try to get the ball in McCaffrey's hands and do stuff with him. I mean, even in this game with the offense, wasn't great. McCaffrey had, let's see about 85 total yards. So he was able to make a solid game, you know, just over eight points in standard league in a PPR league, even better with five catches. So he's going to be the one they're trying to get the ball. And Stewart's actually running the ball yeah, 18 times, which was nice to see. They're going to keep running with him. So I guess Cam's not going to do much. I, I just, I don't see it coming at all. And then I think that's going to hurt Benjamin and Greg Olson, to, you know, as well. I don't, if they don't have to pass it, I think they're not going to this year. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. What else can you say? Uh, we're, we were down on the offense. We, you know, you want to see them bounce back, but it's just, it's just not going to, they're, they're just kind of pivoting to be a completely run first team, which they were, but now without, you know, without their quarterback doing it. All right. We rounded out with a couple more disappointments. You got anything else that I missed there? Disappointing wise. Um, yeah. I mean, one major one, and this is more of the quarterback situation that's going to set up the yeah. disappointing aspect, but Savage, you know, bless his heart. He oh, made it yeah. a full half before he got, you know, kicked to the bench and Watson comes in and, once again, I like Watson, but I, I feel like people over uh, kind of hyped what uh, a rookie can do coming in at the quarterback position. Um, so he struggles, obviously, you know, very understandably so. But the fact is, how does this affect Hopkins? I mean, he had I a mean, ton of targets. <laughs> yeah, 16 so, targets. <laughs> unbelievable. But, I mean, you know, what, what do you get with that? See, I think it's, this is what's probably going to happen. He's just going to get so many targets where he's going to stay very usable, but might not even it might not be top end level yet. I mean, fifty five yards only off basically sixteen targets, so seven catches, fifty five yards. But the touchdown salvaged the day. But may, maybe Watkins or Watkins Watson can get a little more comfortable and they'll do more to it. But I think the very least for Hopkins owners, I think he's just going to be peppered with targets all year. It's going to keep him very valuable in that way. I just don't know if they're going to be you know great targets if it's really going to be huge games for him, but it's going to be enough where he keeps himself valuable, you know, at least a wide receiver two level. I hope it's kind of what I'm looking at. Yep. And I, I think that's the thing I, I, you know, it's unfortunate and it's only week one, but once again, I, I think that if you draft him as a wide receiver one, 
you're unfortunately you're looking at the you know yep. being handcuffed by your quarterback situation. And yeah, I thought Savage would be better than that. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be somewhat better. Um, I don't know. And it's a, and that's a tough one. Uh, but and the other side of it too. Um, I mean, their offense really didn't do a whole lot. Lamar Miller did enough where, you know, I think he keeps uh, people shouting for Foreman for another week. He, I mean, he did Foreman fine. didn't – I mean, Tyler Irvin seemed to get more work than Foreman. I was going to say, he didn't even really play. Um, it was more uh, – Tyler Irvin I saw in there a few times. He seemed to be getting – but maybe that's just a change of pace type thing. And in reality, Foreman's the real, you know, true backup to Miller, and Irvin just comes in for a change of pace kind of thing. That's what I look at that as. Yep, and you know he so Miller rushed seventeen times for sixty five yards, which obviously not great. Um, but once again, if you know, and he he catches it right, so he he probably got you you know nine points out of yardage. But once again, it, depending on how you how you draft him, you know this is kind of what I I assume this would be a, a fine game for him because I don't think he's going to have that many touchdowns. So this would be one of those situations. I I, I would if you have Lamar Miller. You know, I would hope for one good game, and then I would probably try to try to trade him. But I'm obviously I'm also kind of on the uh, the Miller hate bandwagon as well. So that seemed to be kind of the typical Lamar Miller game. You know, it's yeah. about nine points, and you know that's about what he does. So I don't think you're going to get too many more than that. You know, he might get a maybe he gets a touchdown in there some weeks. You know, makes it a little better for you, but. I, I think that's kind of where he's at, and you're not going to get it's. You shouldn't expect more than that. But all right, I got a couple more disappointment here for you. We got let's see, four minutes left as we're recording this. It's during the Sunday night football game, Giants and Cowboys. Brandon Marshall has no catches. Four minutes left in the fourth. I would nothing. love to say that I'm uh, surprised, but I'm really not. I mean, I'm surprised. Yes, nothing. Was it say, at uh, all. You say yes. I guess I am surprised at that, but. I wasn't kind of uh, expecting anything tremendous yeah. out of the guy first week. And we we haven't been big on Brandon Marshall really at all in this podcast. We he just kind of been a guy for us. We haven't. I don't think we really haven't even talked about him too much. But it's more of we're, we just we're not. We haven't been excited about it. He's thirty, what thirty two, thirty three year old wide receiver. You know, he's probably what he did with the Jets last year. Is he? It wasn't just the Jets were terrible. I think he just was falling off a little bit. Well, I mean, it's hard to say today because the Giants' offense has just been brutal tonight. They have three points so far. Their running game just can't get going at all. Perkins has seven carries for 16 yards. It's just, it's looking very ugly. At least Shepard has seven catches, but only for 44 yards. And it's yeah. it's brutal. They need Odell back. They they need him back out there next week. Yeah, absolutely. And. It- I mean, the, <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about Marshall moving forward? I mean, you think, yeah. you th- I mean, you think a lot of it is because of the fact that they could throw their number one on him. You think uh, their offense is that bad? Do you think he'll bounce back at all, or do you think this is kind of? I mean, I was I was so far off of him. I, I just didn't even really give him another another thought. But you know, having where he just completely disappears from a game, it, that's got to be another warning sign. That's got to be just very very scary. Yeah, I I just. I'll have to look into this again more tonight. I haven't watched fully the game. We're recording right now, so I haven't seen the last scene in the second half. But, you know, it's just – this is what Brandon Marshall does sometimes, it feels like, where he just disappears. And I don't know. It might be part of that. And maybe he just can't do it anymore, and it's that's part of it too. Because how can he get out there and have nothing 
with no Odell Beckham. He should have been the number one option tonight, but it's obviously it's Sterling Shepard, which I guess makes sense. Maybe Shepard's going to step up a little bit more, but oh, this is just it's it's ugly. I, if he's not going to catch any balls when Odell Beckham's not even out there, I mean, I just don't know what they're going to do. This offense needs Odell. I guess this is good if you're an Odell Beckham owner to really show that this team can't do it without him. <laughs> they're going to have to give yeah. him the ball a lot. And and once again, Elliot, you know, because solid of, game. Uh, yeah, 23 rushes for 104 yards right now. It hasn't quite finished up. So once Dez, again. What about Dez here, Jeff? Uh, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> they really didn't need him today. I mean, yeah. New York's it, not doing it, anything. It hasn't been that kind of game where they just, they're going to win the game. They don't really need to do much more, you know. At least he has two catches for 43. It's yeah, something. So, you know, as, I'm not as worried about him. He'll get, you know, give people a, a few points. I think I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I think he'll be fine. I think Dallas in general, especially with Elliott there, it sounds like he's, well, he, he plays until they tell us he can, I guess, right? So pretty much. It feels like he's going to be, yeah, we haven't, we haven't had a show since, uh, the news came down, but I think it. I have a good feeling he's going to be playing all year. But which is now for whoever got Elliott, if that happens, oh my yep. gosh, did the biggest deal in fantasy. Yeah, now it's just next year we have to go through this whole thing again. It looks like so. Yeah, I'm not, not looking forward to that. <laughs> but I, t- I mean, it's week one, so I'm, I'm keeping kind of my my opinions kind of tapered. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm definitely. Mentally book note: Hey, who did well? Who did bad? But. It feels like a, I, I don't remember last year quite being like this. I feel like all, most offenses got off to a good start. I felt like a lot of them struggled out of the gate t- today. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you ugly. feel the same way, but it, yeah, it was kind of ugly, wasn't it? I mean, I don't think anyone looked incredibly good. No, there really, there really was not a lot of. I mean, honestly, if you really look at it, even the guys we think we liked a lot, like maybe like a Galladay or Hooper, they got all their work off touchdowns. You know, it wasn't like. And even like the only ones who really stood out, I mean, Antonio Brown stood out. He's like the only star that really had a huge, huge game. I mean, McCoy had a good game, but it was just normal. I mean, if, I guess if Kareem Hunt had played today, we'd be talking about that all day. But that's true. That's true. But I mean, but yeah, I guess I mean, Fournette's like the only one I think that really showed how he can, he's going to be able to play. But he's still, I mean, if you really look at his numbers, 26 carries for 100 yards, that's not, that's not great. It's just we like the volume. That's a lot of volume there. He's going to get the work. I mean, and Houston has a good defense, so that's to be expected. But yeah, even a guy who's like one of the we think the top stars, you know, barely. I mean, was below four yards a carry. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was it was a lot of grind grind them out kind of performances. I, to your point, I mean, it's very true. The the guys that really stepped up and looked good again was Zeke, McCoy, Antonio Brown. Pretty much, and, I mean, yeah. To be fair, too, I mean, unfortunately, because of, you know, the, the hurricane, uh, we didn't get to see, you know, Ajay and Mike, you know, uh, Mike Evans, and a couple of those other big time names. I know Dell was sitting, but uh, man, you're, I mean, I think it might be uh, an interesting place. I think you'll you'll be able to kind of play a little more mix and match bunches and still be able to get wins because, you know, if those number one guys aren't putting up the points that they did last year, yeah. um, especially for the first few weeks, you'll be able to eke out some of these wins. and. To be, I mean, I'm kind of happy because I'm eking out a win uh, against a guy that had Bell and Johnson. So, yeah, that's you crazy. know, <laughs> celebrate for me. But actually, one last team we didn't actually talk about, bring up real quick the Packers. Randall Cobb actually led them in catches today, nine catches for 85 yards, then he followed by Nelson. Yeah. 
I, know, I don't want to give you too much props, Greg, but <laughs> I think you're the only person that really talks about Cobb at length, and he actually looked really, really good. I mean, I, I, I don't think he got in the end zone, but he just was involved in the game the whole time, and I, I really like the the spot he's in. He, I mean, he outplayed Devontae Park. I mean, Devon, Devontae Adams. I just wondered. I was just wondering if this was that the last couple of years was just injury related. It's you know it's been hard to say. So if he's healthy. Maybe this is what he is. This guy was a just a dynamic player two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. So maybe he's just going to add more to that offense. But and I mean, Ty got, we can talk about Ty Montgomery too quick. He he had a good solid game. I mean, he's nothing. He had 19 carries for 54 yards. That doesn't look great, but he's able to get the 54 yards rushing. He's 39 yards receiving and a touchdown. So he's going to keep himself relevant that way. It's not going to be maybe pretty all the time, but it's going to be good enough. And yeah, Rodgers will be better. He always is later on in the year. Yeah, too worried about him. <laughs> this offense is really, I mean, they, they're going to be really, really good. I, I like the fact that Ty Montgomery is so interchangeable. He's kind of the Swiss Army knife. But, I mean, if Cobb is looking like he is, I, I think Devontae Adams is still obviously that same player. Um, and then Jordy Nelson looked dominant still. So, I mean, I think, when they get going, it's gonna be, yeah, I think when they get going, it's going to be very, very scary. And I think Aaron Rodgers is up for a, a big game next week. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for the reaction show. Um, unless you got anything else, I don't think we're missing. I think we covered pretty much everything that was worthwhile. We're, we're quite a, yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> we're <laughs> kind of just rambling through all these guys because we're so excited that it's week one. Yep. But I mean, there's <laughs> so much to go through and we'll hit up a lot more of this stuff and, and get kind of more into the nitty gritty and, you know, waivers and all that stuff coming up next week. So yeah, we'll be back Tuesday with the waiver episode. We'll go into that and get more and probably Tariq Cohen. We'll know more about maybe what's going on with David Johnson. And if we need to pick up Kerwin Williams or, how that's going to work, but we will talk to you guys on Tuesday.